Hello, beautiful people. This is Trisha. Welcome to my podcast, Words of Life, where we discuss faith-based topics to encourage, empower, and uplift you to become the best version of who God called you to be. Now, have fun and listen to the episodes. Well, hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to Trisha's podcast, Words of Life. You know, today I would like to share, you know, a few thoughts and my, again, personal experience and the journey that I've been on, um, you know, working with God very closely and intimately, you know, and the understanding and the revelation about, you know, discerning and understanding, uh, figuring out and filtering through stuff and things and people, um, you know, what is God's send and what is not God's send, what is, uh, you know, a liability or distracting rather than helping you to focus even more and further. Yeah, really understanding the differences and, and how to actually discern, okay? So, um, and you know, I've touched on this here and there in my episodes, but today I want to speak about this specifically, um when it comes to choosing the right person to be with, you know, when it comes to choosing a life partner, a husband, a wife, depending obviously on your gender, depending of, depending on the fact if you are a woman or a man. So obviously, so to me, um, you know, I think it's very important to, you know, make the right choice when it comes to that, because first of all, uh, it can propel or, derail you and second of all you know I cannot afford to marry someone that is wrong for me or just for the sake of marrying okay or getting married uh, it really has to be a purpose partner it really has to be a kingdom partner a kingdom man so someone who is going to again propel me elevate me and be an asset rather than you know the opposite of all of that and uh, so, you know, the choice that you make when it comes to who you get married to is probably after, you know, this, the, the choice of receiving Jesus and, you know, getting saved. It's probably one of the most important decisions of your life, you know. So uh, after, you know, getting saved, this is the most important decision who you get married to. I mean, I cannot tell you how important it is and how, you know, big of an impact it can have positively or negatively. So, you know, if you choose the right person, I genuinely believe that, you know, that is going to enhance everything, you know, that God has called you to do and actually call it out and, you know, bring it to manifestation even more and, and more specifically. And I actually believe that there are some areas that are, you know, to be unlocked, you know, um, when you get into your, your marriage. So I think there are some unlocked potentials and things that God has prepared for you, has in store for you that are to be open and unlocked yet. So before you get married, 
You might not even tap into these things. But as soon as you get married to the right person, however, then, you know, God starts to unlock all the things and potentials and, and, and stuff that he has prepared for you as a couple and not only as an individual. Uh, because there is a difference between you being called as an individual and then being called uh, in, in a marriage to the right person as a wife, uh, mother, or, you know, whatever is in you that has to be unlocked through the union to this person, you know. And I genuinely believe that there is something so powerful uh, to it that, you know, yeah, I mean... Absolutely. I mean, the, the thing is, there is nothing really specific that comes to mind, uh, you know, when it comes to this topic to back it up with the Bible, with the word of God. There is nothing really verse, Bible verse wise that comes to mind at the moment. I'm sure there is something in there, you know, that might not be specific like specifically speaking to it a hundred percent maybe but it goes close to it or somehow you know uh, speaks to it in a way um maybe not in a very direct way but it does for example now you know thinking about it you know just it just popped into my mind so you know uh, uh the thing about you know not being unequally yoked i mean that is one of the most powerful very specific uh Versus the Bible where it clearly speaks about marriage, you know, it clearly speaks about, you know, being careful who you uh, connect with and who you actually, you know, do life with. So let me see uh, if I can pull it up for you. Uh, yeah, so this is, you know, excuse my sigh, but, you know, it is a very intense topic. So it's 2 Corinthians 6, 14 to 18, King James Version, not my preferred one, but preferred one uh, as a translation, but whatever. Uh, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath, has, sorry, light with darkness? And what concord hath, hath uh, uh, Christ with uh, Belial, or what part has the has he that uh, believeth in believeth uh, with an infidel? You know what? I, I can't. I can't stand this version. This is just. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I just need to read another version. This is just. I don't even. Whatever. So New International Version. Yeah, that's fine. It says, "Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what?" fellowship can light have with darkness okay new living translation says don't team up with those who are unbelievers who can uh, how can unrighteousness be partner with wickedness <laughs> how can light uh, live with darkness Woo! i love this modern translations you know there is so much more fitting and understanding you know or understandable sorry uh and then uh, the english uh, standard version a bit more conservative you know uh esv version says do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers for what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness uh or what fellowship has light with darkness not bad at all good translation yeah, the king james version i uh, listen there is i mean there are people that swear on the king james translation of the bible I, I really i'm not a fan at all i'm not trying to you know now you know degradate the version or say it's 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 bs 
please. It's still the word of God, so we're not going to go there. But it's just not my pre my preferred or, or favorite uh, translation. First of all, because it's sometimes really difficult to understand. And, you know, bear in mind, you know, English is my third language. So, okay, we good. Yeah. So, and then also it's very old fashioned and I don't know, some, some words are just really, I find it, I don't know. It just makes no sense to me and it's just too aggravating and I don't like it at all. I mean, yeah, in all due respect, I don't like the King James version at all. Not even the new King James version. It's just not for me. It doesn't work for me at all. So what I prefer is more modern translations like new, uh, international ver version or a new living translation or ESV as well, or, you know, any a little bit more modern translation that helps me to, you know, yeah. Or the, the, the passion translation is a beautiful, beautiful, very heartfelt, emotional, loaded, loving, caring, full of love and passion translation. Really beautiful, beautiful translation, the passion. Um, yeah, so really, really good. And then, uh, you know, uh, another version, which is, you know, uh, the message, which is definitely a bit much out there so it's it's really like okay we need to you know take this with you know a little bit of uh, uh you know i don't know be careful with the translation because it, it's a bit out there it's a bit too much in my opinion sometimes it is cool and it you know, there are really some parts of it that are really, really cool. And I really think it really speaks and relates a lot to the new generation now uh, or the current generation. However, you know, it's not really a very reliable uh, or clean or 100% correct translation of the Bible, in my opinion. In all due respect, again, I'm not trying to, you know, uh, degradate any translation. I'm just saying my personal, you know, favorites are definitely you know, uh, as I said in the beginning, the new uh, international version, the new living translation, stuff like that. Um, yeah, so uh, let's go back to the actual topic. So what I want to say is that, you know, um, oh, yeah, it's, it's very important to discern, you know, and to understand that the decision that you make when it comes to your future partner and, and husband or wife, whatever, it really, really is so impactful and so important. Um, and, and also, you know, ideally, you know, this is, you know, you know, as I said, a life partner. So this is for life. This is not going to be for a couple of months, a couple of years. This is a project for life. Okay. This is not going, because, you know, if you already have the option of divorce, please don't get married. Do me a favor, stay single, live your life to the fullest, whatever, but don't get married, okay? If you have the slightest, you know, uh, uh, hint or shadow or option when it comes to divorce, please don't do it. Don't get married. Don't settle down. Don't do it, okay? The D word has to not cross your thoughts even because, you know, I mean, unless there is any type of abuse emotional, spiritual, or physical abuse, and it doesn't stop, and it doesn't change, then you have to get out of it. Or, you know, there is any type of violence or, you know, anything that is harmful to you and is a long-term thing, you have to get out of it. I mean, unless it changes, you can forgive and move on together. Okay, cool. But if it doesn't change, you have to get out of it. I mean, I don't think and believe that, uh, you know, this person 
has the right to do that to you. And also, I don't believe that God and even the Bible, you know, would recommend for you to stay in it. And also another thing is adultery. You have the choice to forgive and move on together if it's possible. And, you know, obviously there have to be amendments and there have to be adjustings and there have to be, you know, uh, there has to be therapy and all of that and counseling. And then we can try to move on together. Otherwise, if you, if you can't do it, forgive and move on alone. I mean, I would definitely say this is a very personal decision and choice. I personally would say, you know, if there was abuse or adultery, most likely I would, you know, uh, go for a divorce. But these are the two only reasons that are biblically and from God's perspective justified to, you know, for you to get out of it. But other than that, you know, you have to stick it out. I mean, I don't care. And even with abuse and adultery, if the person repents and you are able to forgive and the person receives your forgiveness and you go through counseling and therapy and you decide to stay together and move on together, cool, that's fine. Probably that wouldn't be me. You know, I would probably say, no, I can't do this. Once it happened, one of those two, I would probably be out of it. Um, and I'm very forgiving, very tolerant, very flexible and understanding and empathetic. But when it comes to adultery and abuse of any kind, I, I just know that's not happening. I, I just know I'm too of a secure and healthy person. You know, I just re redid the test today, you know, the attachment styles. And my result again was the secure attachment. So I am a very healthy and balanced person. So I will not tolerate any BS. So for me, that is the highest disrespect and disregard of, you know, like abuse of any kind. And as I said, adultery is just unacceptable. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on. <laughs> so, um, you know, how you can actually discern and understand who is the right person, who is God sent or not when it comes to your uh, uh, future husband or wife is peace. Now, I stopped saying I, I, I don't have peace about this. Uh, but rather, I'd say, you know, if anything, my peace has been uh, disturbed or interrupted. And therefore, this is alarming to me. So I have to check what's going on. And usually, you know, it's clearly an indication that something is off, something is not right, or this is just not good for me. And I have to let it go and move on. Uh, so this is the first thing. The second thing is, uh, you know, this person is a liability and not an asset. Again, alarming, red flag. And any type of red flag you know, is definitely to be concerned about. You know, it's definitely something you have to think about and pray about it and even fast. Uh, I think when it comes to the decision of who you marry, you need to do a fast, you need to do prayer on a regular basis and you, you need to talk to this person as much as possible, find out as much information as possible, collect the data and then really work with it and, and, and really bring it before God, you know, on a daily basis and say, God, you know, what are we doing? What is this? Is this for me? Is this not for me? Should I entertain this person or not? You know, is this a potential husband or not? You know, just keep it in prayer, wrap it up in prayer and, uh, you know, pr pray yourself up. Um, and then uh, another thing is the counsel of really good and trustworthy friends and family, okay, or family and friends. Now, this, again, is very, very important to have godly counsel 
Don't go to non-believers. Don't go to people of other beliefs or religions because most likely they won't advise you in a way that, you know, uh, uh, Christians would. So I would recommend for you to go to Christian believers and really, you know, people that are born again, spirit-filled, you know, saved by Christ, you know, they will give you proper advice and, and, you know, if they are also healthy and balanced people, even the more, and they've shown to be trustworthy, even the more, I wouldn't recommend to go to secular people, people that are not believers or non-Christians. I wouldn't recommend that, particularly if you are a devoted Christian, you should seek counsel mainly and, and probably solely by uh, Christian believers, because I've experienced that either non-believers or non-Christians or people of other faith unfortunately have misled me uh, many times and you know I, I've stopped seeking counsel from non-Christians and again this is no, no attack or no uh, degradation of anyone that is not a Christian but I'm just saying you know based on my personal experience it's not good to seek counsel outside of your faith particularly when it comes to choosing the right partner for you. So you want to be surrounded by people that are born again, spirit filled, filled by the spirit of God that are really devoted to Christ. I mean, yeah, it is very important that you really seek out the right people that you really can trust, that they want the best for you. They have the best in mind for you. And again, this is based on my personal experience. I've experienced, unfortunately, you know, very bad counsel or unhealthy counsel or, you know, mixed messages that just messed everything up and then I had to you know uh, with the help of God and the grace of God rebuild uh, and reconcile with you know the people that you know I almost lost you know uh, and if I lost them you know I had to regain or rewin them so really yeah and and that is just BS I mean I'm not going to do that anymore you know in, in the future from you know today onwards I will only seek godly counsel by Christian believers. I mean, anything else just doesn't really work for me. I mean, there is obviously professional help, you know, like, you know, from the uh, psychological point of view and therapy and all of that. That's fine. I think that's okay. You can, you can work with that. But even with that, you know, I would recommend to preferably have something or someone that is out of your faith. If not, it's okay. As long as they're professionals, you know, they're usually, you know, balanced and healthy people. So you can go with that. You know, that's fine. But yeah, but when it comes to spiritual advice and again, very um, life impactful and altering uh, uh, decisions, you have to have people that are born again and spirit filled and that are really devoted to Christ first and only. Um, yeah, so... And then that, that's the, the third thing. The, the fourth thing I would say, you know, take your time. Uh, don't rush into it. Uh, don't run into it. I mean, I understand that, you know, a genuine godly, God-sent partner and connection, you know, usually the connection is there straight away. And the, th the second thing is that it can go fast. However, you have to discern if this is really God. And if it is, you know, it might be that it takes just a couple of months for you to understand, okay, this is it, let's go. 
And, uh, you know, sometimes it can take a year or even less than a year for you, both of you to make the decision to actually get engaged and get married. Um, and that's fine. You know, I've seen it many times where there have been testimonies of Christians that, you know, uh, they've been waiting for so long and all of a sudden, you know, this person pops up and, you know, suddenly it happens, you know, and in the Bible, there are so many suddenly, uh, and uh, where, you know, all of a sudden stuff uh, happened where people have been waiting decades or hundreds of years. And all of a sudden, you know, the Bible says suddenly and bams, you know, the things happen. Uh, yeah. So that can happen. And usually, you know, if you've been waiting for a long time, usually it's going to be a suddenly, you know, it's going to be sudden. It's going to be bams. It's there and you, you just go with it, you know, so and it just flows uh, and everything falls into place and everything is full of the favor of God and you advance very quickly. Um, and sometimes, you know, uh, you have been waiting for long and then it's still a, a bit of a longer process or sometimes, you know, it is a long process period in spite of you waiting long or not or have been waiting long or not. So it's very individual, I say. Uh, it's a very personal thing. I don't know. It's just it, very individual. So, um, yeah, so that's that. Um, and then uh, individual, 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 individualistic, whatever. I don't even know if that word exists, but it doesn't matter. So now um, what I want to say as well is that, you know, again, I think these four things are very important. Um, and yeah, so... That, that that's it really you know i mean that's the process i would recommend that i've applied and usually you know it really works very well and uh and yes of course sometimes you know we make mistakes we we have been wrong including me of course but at the same time uh i've learned with every experience i've advanced and leveled up and 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 been elevated more and more uh in my uh personality my character in my growth um, and yeah, so I think every experience, even though it was, you know, maybe uh, unpleasant and painful and negative, it still was the, the, the experience that made me grow, that made me a better person, you know, and so I guess that's, um, that's great. So I hope this helps and God bless you guys. Thank you for joining and listening to my podcast today, Words of Life where we discuss and talk about faith-based topics. Every episode is meant to encourage, empower, and uplift you and to become the best version of who God intended you to be. Please take your time and listen to my episodes, but also visit my blog where I write articles at least once a month on trishabritannia.blogspot.com. trishabritannia.blogspot.com. Thank you and have a lovely day.